things get a little bit grim. But this is especially heinous. Did you tell the police that she was ordered, May? Nope. Witchy ghost stuff. Ah! Don't make me scared. A spooky girl amateur hour. my uh instagram post that was like the when you talk to your therapist it's like what do you do to calm down <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> i have done very good authority that both T- taylor and jenny's therapists would indeed say no no <laughs> i have it on good authority <laughs> knowing both of the therapists very well yep <clears throat> i love that yeah so i love that this has come full circle for us uh-huh yeah yeah how are you? Good. Good? Yeah, I'm okay. Are you good? <laughs> I'm great. Good. I'm fine. I'm um, also I'm also fine. Things are things are fine and I am I will take it. Yeah, we'll take fine. We'll take it. Oh my god, my week is about to be freaking bananas. Why? I have I have been working for 2 years mm-hmm. to release these two separate projects. Oh god. Which in some insane realm of reality. Are they both happening in the same week? Are releasing next week. What? And I am, like, stressed about it, but I'm, at this point, it's out of my hands. The presentations are done. Everybody has exactly what they need to do their presentations. But, like, Monday, I have to roll out one of these things, which is safety devices, because I'm a psycho. Yeah. And I finally got my safety devices approved for all of my uh, people. Love that. So I'm presenting that to the regionals on Monday. Uh, I have my annual performance review on Monday with Ray. Ah. And uh, he's coming to Fort Wayne. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to Corner Pocket. Oh, fun. <laughs> for lunch. When you guys are done, call me. I'll go. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. We'll be over at like four o'clock, I think. Okay. Um, and then... Tuesday, I am rolling out our new sales to one of the regions, and then I'm driving to Detroit to do a one-on-one training with one of my like manager and training graduates. And then Wednesday and Thursday, my other teammates and I are all releasing more sales training to oh. our respective regions. Oh god! And then Thursday and Friday, I'm releasing sale uh, the safety devices. <laughs> Take a break. I, I can't. <laughs> Welcome to Folklore Day. Hi, we're glad to have you. Aren't we? It's Friday in your world. Congrats, you made it through the week. We're proud of oh, you. Oh, that's so exciting. You did a great job. Yeah, that's job. the thing about like recording on Sunday, I think, is that like I immediately start having anxiety about the coming week, mm-hmm. which for them is Friday. Yeah, we can't, we can't like taint their Friday relief with our Sunday anxiety. Right. We're ruining the magic of podcasting. I know. I'm sorry. This isn't a live broadcast. I'm sorry to tell you. Which is very sad. It might be a lot more entertaining, but a lot less uh, kosher. (laughs) If we did this live. Yeah. There would be a lot less... uh, Taylor edit that out. Yeah. Because we just got to roll with it. We. I can't. We're not there yet. Here we are back at like the live streaming video YouTube conversation. Oh, it gives me anxiety. Listen, if you guys want it, you're going to have to ask us for it because this is not something. It's not going to happen naturally, mm. organically. No, this will not. This will be purely audience driven. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> All right. You're going first today, right? I am going for, I am going first today. And I just want to give like a little, 
a little shout out uh-huh. to our friends over at Crime and Theory. Yeah. Um, who suggested this to us on Twitter. Okay. So if you're a listener and you have control issues like Taylor and I, and you would like to have input over what we cover <laughs> in our episodes, follow us on Twitter because I post these little polls and you can chime in and tell me what you want to cover. Yeah. So Crime and Theory suggested the Mothman, <gasps> the, the fluttery butterfly boy. A fluttery boy. A fluttery butterfly. He's not a fluttery boy. <laughs> He's not. He's horrifying. Um, and we're going to put their in between when we put like, we're going to put their promo in there. So check them out. They're really fun. Um, and that is what I am covering. I'm so excited. I'm glad that you're doing the Mothman. I'm excited too, because I saw this movie, the Mothman Prophecies. With Richard Gere. With Richard. Oh God, he's so fine. He is so fine. I'm here for Richard Gere. Yeah. He's why I, older men. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was obsessed when I was watching Pretty Woman <laughs> with my mom when I was like 10. I was like, who that though? Hey. <laughs> I should have known at that age that this was going to be a problem. Daddy issues all the way. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so let me talk to you about the Moth Boy. In West Virginia folklore, the Mothman is a creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 15th, 1966 to December 15th, 1967. The first newspaper report was published in the Point Pleasant Register, dated November 16th, 1966, titled, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird Creature Something. (laughs) Wait, is that really what it's called? That's what the article is titled, yes. The national press soon picked up the reports and helped spread the story across the U.S. Oh my gosh. Someday, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but someday we're going to be able to travel again, and Uh, the minute that you and I can afford it, we are going to do a tour of the united states and go to all of these like places because i I want because they have a mothman statue right oh they do and we're gonna post it on the instagram i want to go so there is a thing hold on to that thought till i get to the very end it brings me such joy like i feel my face is getting hot right now thinking about it i'm gonna spoil it there's a festival they have a mothman festival jenny i want to go so bad I would like to we go would anywhere. Have so much fun. Oh my god. Can you imagine? No, I can't because I want to go so bad. <sighs> the Mothman was introduced to a wider audience by Gary Barker in 1970 and was later popularized in the John by John Keel in the 1975 book The Mothman Prophecies with the subsequent movie. Which we love. Which we love, but I'm getting ahead of myself, so let me, like, back up the gravy train a little bit. Tell me the histories. November 12th, uh-huh. 1966, in Clendenin? Clendenin. 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 What a name. West Virginia. Okay. A group of grave diggers working in a cemetery spotted something strange. They glanced up from their work as something huge soared over their heads. It was a massive figure that was moving rapidly from tree to tree. The gravediggers would later describe this figure as a brown human being. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. With wings that was darting from tree to tree. Uh-huh. This was the first reported sighting of what would come to be known as Mothman, an elusive creature that remains as mysterious as it was on the night a few frightened witnesses first laid eyes on it. Just three days after the gravedigger's initial report, in nearby Point Pleasant, West Virginia, two couples, Roger Scarberry and Steve Millette and their wives, had a pretty uh, rough encounter. Oh, no. 
Not having a great time. Mm mm. Mm mm. Scarberry was driving in Roger's black 57 Chevy Bel Air with Steve and Mary Millette through the area around midnight when Linda, Roger's wife, noticed unbelievably two large glowing red eyes in the darkness. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Beside the Old North power plant and screamed. They soon learned that these eyes belonged to something that looked frankly human. About seven feet tall with wings folded against its back. That a human? Think I, all I can think of is Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that is the Mothman. Okay. In my brain. Um, Roger stalled in the road for a minute, inspecting the strange creature. The four realized immediately that their spectacle was no ordinary bird. <laughs> The true horror began, however, when the creature spread its wings and pursued them down Highway 62 to the Point Pleasant city limits at speeds exceeding 100 miles per hour. That's entirely too fast for beings to be moving. Yes. Or for moths to be moving. (laughs) You've heard that Ryan got a moth stuck in his ear, right? I love that story. (laughs) I love, that's my favorite Ryan story. <laughs> Every time I hear the Mothman, I just see Ryan like, because now he hates moths. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you would. As you would. It would have to be picked out of his ear in pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, when the moth got stuck in his ear, he had to go to the hospital and they told him he was crazy. He was having a mental break. And no, no, he had a straight up moth in his ear and it was still alive <laughs> Watching him tell the story is the best because you can tell he gets himself wigged out all oh, over again. You like feel it. Yeah, he's his... like twitching. <laughs> he's like, Ugh. yeah, because he would hear it like go in his ear. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> oh my god! And we were so early into dating at that point. I was like, you were so could dramatic. Not stop laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> the four arrived in town, startled and confused. And with no sign of the mysterious bird creature that had chased them down, Roger parked his car at the edge of town and they discussed their encounter, eventually deciding that what they saw was nothing more than an apparent bird. And in an attempt to face their fears, they again drove towards the TNT area. Please don't. It wasn't long before they saw the creature again, apparently waiting for them beside Route 62. Yikes. The couples now realized that their stalker was no bird. But in an instant that the car's headlights landed on the creature, it lifted vertically into the air with tremendous speed and disappeared above the tree line. This time, when they arrived into town, they went to the Mason County Courthouse and told their story to Sheriff George Johnson and Deputy Miller Halstead. Two hours later, city police began investigating the area only to return empty-handed. The next day, a press conference was held and the local press began printing the story causing others to come forward with previous and future sightings. This is the major event that started it all. In the November 16th issue of the Point Pleasant Register, the strange encounter would be brought to the public eye with the headline, Couple sees man-sized bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 something. (laughs) Amazing journalism. Outstanding. Excellent. I wish I could find. I bet I can. Let me me see if I can find the original article posted on the Instagram. If you can't find it, I will. I'm sure you can. (laughs) Don't worry. Where I fail, Taylor succeeds. (laughs) During the next few days, other people reported similar sightings. At first, reporters were skeptical. In the papers, they called the Mothman a bird and a mysterious creature. However, they did print Mallet's description. It was like a man with wings. 
Yikes. But as more and more sightings were reported in the Point Pleasant area over the next year as the legend of the Mothman took shape. The Gettysburg Time reported eight additional sightings in the short span of three days after these claims. Two volunteer firemen who saw it and said it was a large bird with red eyes. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he named a shite poke. A what? A shite poke. I have, the word means nothing. He just made it up. He said, ah, it's all shite poke. <laughs> I, <laughs> all right. That sounds like some West Virginia shit. It sounds like some West Virginia <laughs> deputy sheriff shit. Yeah. yeah. Newell Partridge, a resident of Salem, West Virginia, claimed that he saw strange patterns appearing on his television screen one night, followed by a mysterious sound just outside of his home. Shining a flashlight towards the direction of the noise, Partridge supposedly witnessed two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors looking back at him. This anecdote remains a popular one in the Mothman mythos, especially since it allegedly led to the disappearance of Partridge's dog, a German shepherd. The pig's a big dog. Big dog. To this day, some still believe that the fearsome beast took his beloved pet. Oh, very sad. sad. Biologist Robert L. Smith at the West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane, a large American crane almost as high as a man with a seven-foot wingspan, featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes, uh-huh. and that the bird may have wandered out of its migration route. This particular crane was unrecognized at first because it's not native to the region. Okay. At the time, Batman was a popular TV show, and soon after the first reports, newspapers coined the name Mothman, inspired by a comic book enemy of Batman called Killer Moth. I love that. I do, too. A little pop culture for you. I love a comic book reference. (laughs) After the December 15th... After the December 15th, 1967 collapse of the Silver Bridge and the death of 46 people, the incident gave rise to the legend and connected the Mothman sightings to the bridge collapse. According to Georgian newspaper, I'm so sorry, Svobodnyanya Gruzia, Russian UFOologists claim that Mothman sightings in Moscow also foreshadowed the 1999 Russian apartment bombings. Oh my. In 2016, WCHS-TV published a photo purported to be of Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2. Science writer Sharon A. Hill proposed that the photo showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away. And we'll post this on Instagram. I have the photo. I can't wait to see it. It's, it's sus. Okay. At best. All right. I don't know if I can get on board with an owl carrying a snake. I just don't know if I can. A snake or a frog, those are very distinctly different types of ooky, spooky, crawly things. Yeah. They, it, it really do be looking like a man with wings. All right. That's just me. There is zero reason, she continued to say, there is zero reason to suspect it is the Mothman as described in legend. There are far too many more reasonable explanations. <laughs> But, like, are there, though? Are there? I don't, I don't agree. Folklorist Jan Harold Brunven notes that Mothman has been widely covered in the popular press, some claiming common sightings connected with UFOs, while others claiming that there's a military storage site nearby, and that was Mothman's home. Brunvald notes that recountings of the 1966 to 67 Mothman reports usually state that at least 100 people saw Mothman, with many more afraid to report their sightings. Some pseudoscience adherents, such as UFOologists, paranormal authors, and again, 
cryptozoologist. My fave. Claimed that Mothman was an alien, a supernatural manifestation, or a previously unknown species of bird. I, I think we got a pretty good grasp on all the birds. Yo, you think? I, I think we just know what they are now. Okay. In his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, author John Keel claimed that the Point Pleasant residents experienced precognitions, including premonitions of the collapse of the Silver Bridge, unidentified flying object sightings, visits from inhuman or threatening men in black, and other phenomenon. Huh. So who exactly is our mysterious Mothy Man and where did he come from? One possible answer is he is the product of a toxic environment, which I mean... So are we, but, like, we don't run around flapping wings and, like, heralding disasters about it. Right. You said there was, like, a plant, though, like, right next to it, right? There is. Okay. West Virginia Ordnance Works is an abandoned munitions site um, to the north of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It dates back to World War II. The facility, during its operation, manufactured ammunition and dynamite. The surrounding area is mostly forest dotted with numerous grassy clearings and thick concrete domes called igloos. They were used to store barrels of gunpowder. Oh, my. The area is also riddled with abandoned tunnels, most of which have collapsed, being sealed off, or become flooded with water. Um, Now, a wildlife sanctuary, McClintic Wildlife Management, now encompasses the entire area. In 1979, fishermen in the TNT area, which is what it's now called, reported that chemicals had been left to seep into the ponds, and it is now, uh, in 1983, labeled an environmental disaster. Oh, man. It was here in the TNT area on the cold night of November 15, 1966, three days after the first sighting took place, that the two young couples encountered the bizarre creature. Many similar cryptids and creatures have been seen worldwide. The sightings are similar to Mothman in many ways, including the fact that most of them seem to be heralds of impending disasters. Hmm. Some of the places Mothman or its fellows have visited include a mine in Freiburg, Germany, where a Mothman-like creature scared miners away shortly before a collapse. Another notable visit was to the nuclear plant at Chernobyl, where a creature haunted the facilities for a while before the famous nuclear meltdown. Wow. There was also two Mothman pictures taken in New York on 9-11 and multiple sightings before the Minnesota Bridge collapse. Some people people believe that the Mothman tries to warn people about disasters before they happen. Mothman is described as a bipedal, winged humanoid. Despite his name, which was given to him by newspapers, he's actually not particularly mothy, seeing as he's not cute or fluffy or have antennae. (laughs) And he appears more like that of a large humanoid owl. His coloration varies from black, gray, to dark brown, and he's usually on the darker side of all of these shades. He's often reported to be about 7 feet tall, with a wingspan of 10 to 15 feet or more, plus the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. Too fast. Too too freaking fast. Mm -mm. Nothing Nothing naturally can move that fast. Nope. Sometimes he's described as not having a head. And the oh. two huge red eyes are set in his chest. What? <sighs> oh, I don't like that. Uh, I prefer my cryptids to have heads. These eyes are reported to be glowing or at least reflective. The details of his face and his feet have never been adequately described. One witness who saw the face clearly could only say that the details were horrible and monstrous. She had terrible nightmares and nearly suffered a nervous breakdown. Woof. Anyone who gets a close look at the Mothman seems to suffer from extreme fear and psychological distress, sometimes lasting for months or years afterward. 
In particular, people say that a sense of pure evil overcomes them when they see Mothman's eyes. It even happened to the Scarberries after their harrowing experience. The very next morning of November 16th, Linda Scarberries rushed to the hospital by her father after experiencing an extreme nervous breakdown. Point Pleasant held its first annual Mothman Festival in 2002. Yes! (laughs) The Mothman Festival began after brainstorming creative ways for people to visit Point Pleasant. Tourist traps! Tourist traps! We're here for them! The group organizing the event chose the Mothman to be the center of the festival due to its uniqueness and as a way to celebrate the local legacy of the town. Absolutely. I love it. According to the event organizer, Jeff Walmsley, the average attendance for the Mothman is an estimated 10 to 12,000 people per year. So many. A 12-foot-tall metallic statue of the creature, created by artist and sculptor Bob Roach, was unveiled in 2003. The Mothman Museum and Research <gasps> Center opened in 2005. The festival is held on the third weekend of every September, hosting guest speakers, vendor exhibits, pancake-eating contests, Shut up. and hayride tours. I'm going to need the the festivals at these different towns to spread out their timing a little bit. Yes. There'll be a lot of festivals in September and October. Mm-hmm. I there, can't take two months off work at a time. We can't do all of them. We need, we need one in July. Mm-hmm. Love to have one in February. We could just sprinkle them about. Just about. I, there's not enough festivals in April. No. You know? Uh-uh. I feel like there needs to be. Absolutely. In June of 2020... A petition, a petition, a petition, a petition was started to replace all Confederate statues in the United States with statues of Mothman. (laughs) As of July 2020, the petition has garnered over 2,000 signatures. (laughs) Including one Jenny Harris deal. Including me. (laughs) And I'll post the link and hopefully you will sign it as well. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. And that is the story of the very creepy... Mothman. Wow. Do you think that he's warning people about disasters? Or do you think that he's bringing disasters? I don't think he's bringing or warning. I think he probably just gets off on the vibes of disasters. He reminds me of, have you read the Odd Thomas series by Dean Koontz? I started the first one, but I never finished it. It's amazing. But there is a creature described in that book that feeds off of negative human emotion. So like fear and disgust and bloodshed and all of those things so i if and i think he is probably more so like that i think if he was trying to warn humans he wouldn't give them nervous breakdowns that's true but i think he probably just is drawn to that like a moth to the flame ah we really came full circle there on that one whoa good job thank you and thanks to Crime and Theory for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, that was sure. That was definitely a fun one to research. Oh, man. That one's good. I can't wait to go to our the Mothman Festival. Festival. Catch us in September. <laughs> yeah, 2022, probably. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email this, this Jeff boy and be like, hey, I would like to come speak at your festival. <laughs> please let us. Let us. Let us come. No idea what we're going to speak about, but please let us uh, come and linger. Yeah. We can talk about our cryptozoology degrees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want I want should, to be a cryptozoologist so bad. I wonder if there's an online program. I'm sure there is. I'll find one. Yeah. Okay. Let's find one. Let's get our degrees. It'd be a good side project. I don't think I need another one. <laughs> I, w- I also don't, but it would be a but good it would one be to fun. have. Yeah. We could line our walls of our podcast room in With our degrees. Made up degrees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Okay.
Welcome to Crime in Theory, a podcast dedicated to everything outside the parameters of normal. We are your hosts, Ashley and Aaron. Every Thursday, we will take you on a journey into the mysterious and honestly, most times gruesome world of true crime, cryptids, cults, hauntings, and conspiracy theories. So if you love living in the world of weird just like we do, grab your favorite blanket and your favorite gar beverage of choice and join us on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform as we discuss all these topics and more. And yes, he did just say gar beverage. So in case you haven't figured it out, we don't take life that seriously or the afterlife for that matter. But wherever you decide to join us, we can't wait to see you there. Tell me a spooky tale. So I'm going to tell you today about the Rougarou. Oh, wait. Have you heard of him? Is he in NOLA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Okay, cool. Okay. We're both doing cryptids. I love that for us. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't think we've. I'm sure we have probably both done cryptids. Well, this is this your is, first This is cryptid. my first cryptid. You did a good job. Thank you. I love a cryptid. Okay. So let me just paint you a picture. Oh, God, please. I love this. You're in the Cajun Swampland. Hold on. You need to play some, like, slow jazz music in the background. Okay. Okay. All right. I will try to find that. Okay. All right. You're in the Cajun Swampland of Louisiana. It's hot and muggy, and the bayou is quiet. Mm. The local has warned you about the dangers that can be found in the swamp. Alligators, snakes, spiders, and a creature you've never heard of before, the Rougarou. I'm out on spiders. I know you are. (laughs) The root of the Rougarou, or looped garou, comes from 16th century French folklore, Mm. but is most prevalent in modern-day Cajun French Louisiana. Ah, Maylis. At this time, the Rougarou was blamed for children disappearing, animal attacks, break-ins, Pretty much anything bad that could have happened in 16th century France was blamed on the Rougarou. Sacred blue. It was the Rougarou. Yes. Uh, the belief in the monster was so prevalent that many civilians were actually put on trial and found guilty what? of the acts of the Rougarou. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the Rougarou is the French version of a werewolf, mm. which I, I'm going to cover werewolves. It's a werewolf follow mode. It... <laughs> I'm gonna cover werewolves, like okay. in as a whole. Okay, but it's going to be a long. That's gonna be a big one. Long boy. According to Professor Barry Jean Anselet, an expert in Cajun folklore at the University of Louisiana Lafayette, the legend of the Rougarou is common throughout the area. He reiterated that the story originated in medieval France and was uh, thought to be a tale told to children to keep them away from the woods. Hmm. If I could have any job, expert in folklore <laughs> would be one of them. <laughs> I want an internship. Yes, that would be so, so nice. Top of the list as far as like careers I could have. We should have, we should have gotten a, a minor in anthropology. Yeah. <laughs> to qualify for these internships. But... Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't do that. I took an anthropology class, but that's the extent of it. Okay. I did not. <laughs> uh Standing roughly seven to eight feet tall, it has glowing eyes and sharp, pointy boy teeth. Ooh. Chompers. We love sharp chomps. There is a very good possibility that the legend of the Rougarou is related to that of the Wendigo. Hmm. Okay. 
Uh, Professor Anselay says that the Rougarou roams the swamps and bayous of Louisiana as well as around New Orleans. Yeah. Nola? Nola. Some legends say that the Rougarou has a body of a man and the head of a wolf. Others say it's all wolf, but in every tale it is very similar to a werewolf. Okay. So how does one become a Rougarou? Let me count the ways. (laughs) It's quite a list. My, (laughs) the Catholics. Oh. The Catholics thought that if you didn't, didn't observe Lent for seven years in a row, you would become a Rougarou. Okay. Yeah. All right. Others said. <laughs> That's some fear manipulation if I've ever heard it. Absolutely. Uh, others said that it was something that you could catch from someone else. So being bitten, clawed, attacked. Okay. You could Pretty become. Classic. Yep. Uh, some people think that you are born a Rougarou, so it's like a family bloodline, and you can, um, choose to transform, uh, voluntarily. Oh, that's a fun take. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I do too. Some believe that you are cursed and become a Rougarou as punishment, and witches only have the ability to curse you to become a Rougarou. (laughs) Even still, some say that if you look it in the eyes, the curse will be passed on to you, and you'll become a Rougarou that way. Okay. Uh, another legend says that a Rougarou is under a spell for 101 days. After that time, the curse will be transferred to another person when the Rougarou draws blood from another human. So, yeah. it just gets passed on. and so then pathogen. Mm-hmm, people who are... Uh, cursed by the Rougarou are considered crazy, and so they don't tell anybody, so they keep the secret. Oh. And so even all the reports of people saying they've seen a Rougarou, they think that that is a much lesser amount than what has actually happened because people are afraid to come forward. Oh my gosh. Dark and twisty. Mm-hmm. So it is good at shape-shifting, although depending on which legend you're looking at, the shift may take place monthly like a werewolf, or people can shift on command. Okay. Uh, like a werepanther? Yes. I'm thinking, I'm thinking true blood. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> My kind of superpowers, you know, transfer, transforming into an animal. An animagus? Ideal. Yeah. Ideal power. Are right you thinking there. like one animal in particular, or any animal? I mean, if I was going to be picky, I would love to have any animal, but I would settle for one. Okay. Same. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah, but it's like our fantasy. So I'm just going to say any animal. It would be effective to be able to turn into a fish. I feel like I could. (laughs) If I was trying to hide from an intruder, I'd immediately make myself a goldfish. You need a bowl with water available. Great. I can make that happen. What would you turn into? A bed bug. So he would leave. A bed bug. Listen, if you're a robber and you walk into a house and they have bed bugs, are you stealing anything? No. You're not taking anything (laughs) with you. You're not taking anything out of that house. You're getting out. (laughs) Bye. If you could only turn into one animal, though, what would it be? Ooh. Oh, something scary. A hippo. A hippo? (laughs) (laughs) They're so mean. Yeah. Kill so many people. Listen, it's that's very practical too because they can swim for long periods of time and they can live on land. They're basically giant amphibians. That is, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Something being a vicious a hippo. Uh, what would you be? 
I don't know. I'm so taken aback. No oh comment. <laughs> um, let's see. What would I be? Probably a giant cat. I think I would be a tiger or a lion. Okay. I would like that. I, I can see that for you. Uh-huh. Panther. Scare jaguar. the shit out of people in Indiana. Yeah. Like, come out of the woods as a tiger. People will freak out. Ooh, people don't know what to do. No. Mm-hmm. They'd call in the, the sheriff and they'd shoot you with the trank. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Gotta catch me first. Email us what you would turn into. Yeah. We'll post, a, post that on the Facebook group. Yeah. That would be fun. Okay. Uh, they're also superhuman strength. And Ooh. very, very fast. Love. Weaknesses, however, include fire, decapitation, and severe destruction of the body. Well, I think everybody's weakness is decapitation. That's true. Okay. That's true. I guess th- these would be ways to kill it. Oh, okay. Got it. So in each of these legends, there's a different way to kill it. So it's not like pick one. It's just what you what legend you, you- believe is the one you have to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's all about the magic of make-believe. Yes. Uh, in the legends that say the Rougarou changes at night and returns to the human form at day, says that when it's in, hun- in human form, it will appear weak, sick, and vulnerable. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Super not suspicious. Low-key. Low-key. Sounds very manipulation-y to me. Oh, I love that. Me too. In the past, men would put a leaf in their pocket to ward it off. What? And <laughs> so this just made me laugh so hard. So men, it, men. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> I'm this made me laugh so hard. Men. men. <laughs> also true. Yeah. But they would put the leaf in their pocket. To, to ward it away. And That'll listen fix it. to what women would do. Why, why are women not in charge of the world? I don't know. <laughs> so women would paint a hexagon in the center of their floor and ward it off with prayer. Okay. Sounds like witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. So they're yeah. doing witchcraft to keep it away. And men were like, mm, I'm going to put a bay leaf in my pocket. <laughs> but I found this leaf and I think that'll do the trick. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> You could also put 13 items by your front door, and it could be any 13 items, because the Rougarou is obsessed with midnight, or 12, oh. and so by the time it gets to 12, it doesn't know how to count 13, so it just gets confused, and, it goes and it'll back to start, 12. To twi- start to 1, one again. again, and by the time that it gets to 12... It'll be daylight. It'll be daylight, and then it'll be a human again. There is another... Oh, this is going to make me crazy, but there's another cryptid out there where that's part of the legend i thought you i thought it was something fairies wasn't it I, that could be i'm gonna oh this is gonna make me crazy i think it was fairies because okay. i think it was in the same episode as the Delmavoy, which you did mm, just fae in general yeah that could be i think it is that's what made that's what it made me think of it okay um so that's really all I have for you on the Rougarou. It was very short and sweet, but I just thought he was really cool. I like him. Uh, do so, we have oogie spooky art for the Insta? Yes, okay. I do have a lot of spooky art. Okay. Uh, so the Rougarou can be found in quite a few areas of pop culture, uh, movies, television, and books. There is a roller coaster named after him at Cedar Point, <laughs> uh, which used to be the Mantis. Oh, I loved that. Which your ex-boyfriend fainted on. Oh, he did. <laughs> God, he's so weak. 
Sorry, that's not very... I don't know. That wasn't very kind, I but... I think... He, okay, so this kid was one of my best friends in high school, and he's long and lanky, and I think he locked his knees because this oh, is a roller a coaster up. you stand up on, and we were <laughs> riding this roller coaster together, and I look over, he is passed out. Head bobbling. Oh, absolutely. He lost consciousness. Okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> Dang it. You can't. There's a lot of G's on, on that roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, like G-force. Mm-hmm. I remember, this is gruesome, but there's a girl that I went to high school with. We took a band trip to Cedar oh, yeah. Point every year. And she had like a, she gashed her leg open or something and had, it had scabbed. Okay. But the force, like the G-force of it, because uh-huh. it puts a lot of pressure on your legs because yeah. you stand up and sit on the bicycle seat. Yeah. Somehow burst her scab <gasps> open and she like squirted blood. Oh. It was wild. That's disgusting. It was like an interesting thing to watch. Ew. Oh. Sorry. Are you going to gag? That's gross. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just thinking about like the people behind her. Uh, what about the people next to her? Did you get blood on you? I mean, I know I was fine. <laughs> That's not what I'm worried about. Don't mind me, just watch it. <laughs> Don't mind me, just watch it. Uh, okay. So it was the monster of the week on the show Supernatural. Mm. Uh, every October, there is a festival. Yeah, another festival. <laughs> in downtown Huma uh, in Louisiana called the Rougarou Fest. And mm. there is even a Rougarou Ball. <gasps> I want to go to a ball. I know, me too, so bad. Oh, God, I need a gown. Yes. In a, in a garter that I can slip a knife into. And a corset. Ooh, yes. I'm going all the way. Yeah, you better believe I'm getting a strand of pearls. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last but not least, uh, in J.K. Rowling's United States Wizarding World, so there's the... Uh, UK? The UK one, then there's the one over here, and I can't remember what this uh, it, school is called. Oh, no. I can't either. I took the test, though. I did, too. I think I'm a horned serpent uh, <laughs> over here. But in the United States lore, uh, the Rougarou hair can be used as a wand core. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and the uh, president of the Wizarding Society over here, her wand core is, by, is a Rougarou wand core. That is so cool. I know. I, I read that on the Wikipedia and went, no, it's not. And <laughs> got deep into Pottermore. Yeah. <laughs> And I found it. She's so problematic. She's so problematic. Why? The thing that I love the most, though, about this fandom is that we have all collectively, collectively decided we have she's disowned go- J.K. Rowling. She's done. She's done. You can't be a turf, and you get to leave your creation with us because we take better care of it than, than you, you do. do. So goodbye. This is why we can't have nice things. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. So, and I also love that as a fandom, we have all decided that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child just didn't happen. Uh, I didn't hate it all the way. I did not love it. I didn't hate it entirely. I. (sighs) Do you you know how Harry Potter got down the hill? How? Walking. J.K. Rowling. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to hate it. It's so good. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to stand by it. I, I love Harry Potter. I love the story. J.K. Rowling can get fucked, but I... <laughs> Big sorry. words from Taylor. <laughs> you can't be that problematic. No, you can't. give an entire generation a, an Something entire story that is based on hope and acceptance. And not hating people for who they are. 
And yet here, here you go. i hurt by her actions. And I think that's why I feel so strongly about it. Yeah. And I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. We can do better. <laughs> just do better. Be better. Be better in general across the board. Right. And it wouldn't be so bad if she just wouldn't keep doubling down. Yeah, but she does. She just keeps trying to double down. And we're just like, please stop. We don't want to dislike you. We don't want to. But I will. But I will. I will do it if I have to. And you're making me have to. I know. And I wish you would just quit. Makes me feel sad emotion. Twitter would take her off. Yeah, right? No kidding. (sighs) Well, what's your bright and shiny? Do you have one? My bright and shiny is that you and I are about to go get pedicures. We are. Right after this, because we hit 10,000 10, plays. 10,000 plays on oh our my little gosh. baby podcast. Our little indie indie show. Less than a year in. We're like still fresh new babies. Oh, I can't believe we're almost a year in too. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. So thank you for listening and playing our podcast. Yeah. Thanks for taking us with you on your journeys. I hope all of your journeys are going swimmingly yes. and things are smooth and you are at peace. Yes. And I hope something really cool happens to you today on this Friday. Oh, like, let I, us know. Yeah. If something but, cool happens to you today. I would I would like for that to be the case. That yes. something unexpected and delightful is in store for you today. Just like finds its way to you. Yeah. I feel confident that it will. Yeah. <sighs> My bright and shiny is that I am uh, into a new book. Okay. Which is exciting. Tell I've me about it. show. I've got a new book. Wow. I know. Uh, and I stuck to a schedule this week where I would work until six o'clock mm-hmm. and then I would do research for edit from like six to seven thirty. Okay. And then from seven thirty to ten, I would watch Vampire Diaries. Okay. And then I would get ready for bed and then I would read for an hour. And I am reading, it's called The Last Anniversary by Leanne Moriarty. Okay. And she wrote Big Little Lies. And I love her writing style. Okay. She writes very real characters where each of her characters is very clearly flawed. Okay. And I find a lot of comfort in that. And I I love that that's how she writes. But there's always something about everybody's life that you don't know. Okay. So everybody's got a secret. Secret, secret. And this book is set on an island in um, off the coast of Australia. Okay. And the island only has six houses on it. And Ooh. it's uh, run by like one family. And the island itself has a secret. Each family who lives on the island has a secret. And one of the aunts who lived on the island uh, wills her house to a girl that is outside of the family. Oh. And so Sophie is this girl. She has to come live on the island. Oh, God. And it is so good. And I'm still trying to unravel all the mysteries. I haven't figured out what they are yet. It reminds me, just that premise, an island, families with secrets on the island. Um, reminds me of a book that I just read that I'm going to recommend to every single person who listens to this podcast. Um, it's by E. Lockhart. It's called We Were Liars. Oh, I have it. I just haven't read it. It... Just between you and I. Uh-huh. And the rest of the world. And the rest of the world. <laughs> because the whole world listens and cares. Yes. It devastated me. I've heard that. It it was beautifully written mm-hmm. and well executed. And you just love everybody. It's a twist ending that you will never see coming. Okay. You don't know the twist ending until there's like... Two chapters left in the book, and you're like, okay, but what's going to happen? Oh, no. One of those. 
and it breaks your heart. Ian had to hold me while I cried. That's how I felt about All the Bright Places. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh. It's heartbreaking. Is it? It was so heartbreaking. And the end was a twist. But it's one of those that you, like, beat yourself up because how it, did you? it, like, comes up over and over and over again in the book, but you just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And then it happens. And you are, I was bawling just hysterically bawling all the bright places i think i've heard of that i probably I... recommended it to you i read it a few years ago okay uh, but that one was one that like really mm-hmm. did an emotional little whoop-de-doo on me an emotional whoop-de-doo mm-hmm. cool yeah so go ahead and rate us on the uh stuff stuff follow us you on the stuff social meds email us your oogie spooky story if you have like a local legend yeah let us know also, if you have a friend in New Mexico or Vermont, let them know about us. Let them know about us because we have officially been played in all 50 states except, except for, those two. yes, and that includes Washington, D.C. Yeah. So if you know somebody in New Mexico or Vermont who, like, like, needs a little splash of darkness but, like, also joy, send them our about way. Us. Send, them our, send them our way. Invite them to the Facebook group. We want to mark off those two states more than we want to live. It's making me crazy and pull out my hair. So please, I beg. I'm about to book a flight to New Mexico so I can listen to my own podcast and then fly back home. To count it. To count, just to count it. Just to say it's been played. That's an expensive trip. It is an expensive trip, but I'll do it. But if one of you could do it instead, that would save us a lot of time. We would appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Be kind to yourself. And to others. Goodbye. Goodbye.